0: Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on a Tuesday on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio.com NCAA tournament last night, two teams punching their ticket to the final four with Houston and Baylor. We do it all again today with another pair of uh, elite eight matchups. Gonzaga in action today and joining us now to break it all down is our guy, former UVM basketball coach, the legend himself, Tom Brennan, TB. How are you? I am. I am wonderful, my boy. And you know what? I never thought
1: Uh, I would need you to say that every time we started out the show, but I do.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad to give you a little ego boost. I got to tell you, um, the games last night ended good. You know, the Houston uh, game was real dull early, Houston and Oregon State, but uh, I was locked in on Baylor-UConn women during that game. That was a great game, too. That
1: that was a great game, and uh, obviously, it's hard, you know, it's hard to root for either one of those people because of the way they just crush everybody all the time. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, and I kind of was hoping one of them would crush the other, but it did not happen. And uh, yeah, they were. That was a great game. And uh, as I don't know if you know this or not, but my son coaches. He's not the head coach, but he's the associate head coach of Easy um, fud from St. John's down in D.C. And she's the number one player this year. Number one. Mm. Uh, in, and she's going to UConn next year. So, keep wow. uh, remember that name, A.Z. Fudd, uh, and and I'm telling you, man, you know me, I'm an old cynic, and and uh, he he'd say, Dad, I got we got this girl on our team, and she is lights out. She is so good. This is when she was a freshman, <laughs> and so this year, of course, she got knocked out because everything went bad. But last year, I went to see her, and I I thought, my goodness, who how could how can anybody be better than this girl? You know, she was so good. So anyway. Uh, we'll see what happens. She goes to UConn next year, but um, uh,
0: but that Becker's kid is some player, huh? She was great. She had twenty eight last night. Freshman, uh, hard to believe that her and Jalen Suggs, the kid from Gonzaga, went to the exact same high school. Like, imagine having two top recruits in each sport at the same school in Minnesota. How
1: about it? Right, right. I mean, and and I want to tell you this right now: you can have Kate Cunningham. You can have him. I will take Suggs and be very happy with my choice. You know what he is? He's a football player that plays basketball. You love that. You love I, that.
0: <laughs> I love Suggs. I love Gonzaga. Obviously, everybody loves Gonzaga. Um, yeah. Do you like the idea of a team going unbeaten, or do you like that being held with the uh, sanctity of the uh, mid-70s Indiana team?
1: <laughs> you know, let me say, first of all, the mid-70s weren't that good to me. Okay, yeah. so I have no no sanctity for yeah. the mid-70s, <laughs> but, uh, but the idea that um, – uh, they are so spectacular. I- I'm going to tell you this. I thought right from the jump. I thought um, Kispert, you know, he's a pretty boy, and they beat Pepperdine three times a year. You know yeah. what the hell's a big deal? He changes his hairstyle more than Brady got the headband going. Uh, and I was so very wrong. That boy is a baller, flat out. Yeah. Great basketball player and one of many that they have. So I, again, because I couldn't stay up late enough most times, and when you do stay up, they're up twenty to four and out the door. <laughs> you know? So I was an I was a non believer not not a non-believer, but a, just a, a bit of a cynic. And I don't know, but once I I saw them in the first couple rounds of the tournament, I don't I I'd be hard pressed to think anybody can beat them, and I'm okay with it because. uh you know, it's not like they went fifteen and zero. You know, they're going to go thirty some and zero, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. And I do think there were times the other night when they made Creighton look like the yeah. Washington Generals, right? Yeah, I mean, they Absolutely. spun and cut and moved, and you know. So, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stone believer, no doubt about it. They, uh, I think they're going to go all the way, and I, and I think it'll be really neat, especially because it's been so long.
0: Well, Gonzaga is going to take on USC tonight at 7:15, It's so a little while from now. And and TB, do you have extra love for Gonzaga, considering they're a mid major, or are they no longer a mid major in your eyes?
1: Well, I do have extra love for them because of our history with them, with Vermont uh, and even Yale. I, I went out there and we played in a, a thing called the Spokane Shootout, and uh, it was laughable. It was just it was laughable, and uh, it was just a nice chance. And they were trying to get a couple teams from the east. And um, and I thought to myself, man, ah, I got a nice little program here. You know, they're all right. <laughs> yeah. And 10 years later, my goodness, they were Gonzaga. So, um, but it gives everybody hope. I, I think it's hard to do in the East. I think it's a lot harder to do because there are so many more schools. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. But what they've done is incredible. And yes, sir. Uh, or no, sir, they are no longer a mid-major, that's for sure.
0: Tom Brennan, former UVM basketball coach, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, as he is every single Tuesday on WDEV. The other game tonight is UCLA and Michigan. And, you know, TB, I hope I frame this right, but, like, it bothers me that this matchup is being billed as some, you know, low seed trying to <laughs> upset the number one. Like, this is UCLA. This, I, I like... <laughs> And just like it was Syracuse, and even Oregon (laughs) State, I know they were under five hundred, but, like, they got a 12 seed, and everybody's trying to make it this huge upset that they had won last night. Like, Oregon State plays in the (laughs) Pac-12. Like, 11 seed and 12 seeds, to me, should be reserved for George Mason or UVM. You're
1: you're so right. You're so right. My argument has been uh, every time, Brad, like, I don't want to hear – that they were the ninth team in the Pac-12, but the league was so competitive. That's nonsense. If you're the ninth team in that league, you have every resource you need to be the first team in that league. Or maybe, if not the first, the second, third, or fourth, or fifth, which will automatically get you into the tournament, you know? So I I don't buy any of that stuff, man. I don't want to hear that. I mean, if you're at Oregon State, you got everything you need. If you walk into Oregon State, Brady, and they're recruiting you, you're blown away. I don't even know what the hell they have. I don't, but I know you're blown away when you walk down a hall and they have all the historical stuff. And then you go into this magnificent locker room and then you go to the magnificent dining room. You know, all those things that the keep up with the Joneses people have to do now. So I don't, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm not buying that underdog stuff. I will say I didn't like them. I didn't think they were any good at all. I, I scratched my head when they kept winning games. I really did. But, uh, you know, and that's the, that's the kind of the uh, uh, things-go-bump-in-the-night mentality of the tournament. You know, you just have that. Uh, or, or this, Brady, how about this? I was not. I mean, I think Porter is a hell of a coach, and I, I think that they were so lucky. To get to the Final Four, the first time yeah. they got there, so lucky. But that don't matter. They got there. But to think that, oh yeah, they were they were in the Final Four. Well, yeah, they were. They were kind of gifted into the Final Four by making three shots at the buzzer. Yeah. So I never had to, I never had this whole idea that they were going to do this again and they were going to become somebody. I didn't I didn't think that at all. I I loved Krautwig. He was a tremendous player. Yeah, very good. You know, but Williamson, you know, Williamson was three for fifteen or whatever. Uh, he was the other guy that had been there. So I, I never I never really bought into that, you know, I, I was I was root for them. If they made it, it would have been fine. but I, I never thought this idea that they they now they are this perennial mid mid uh, major power. i'm not I'm not buying
0: that yet. The thing they have going for them, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week, is that once you've had tournament success, you know, for better or worse, the committee looks at you differently. So now you're gonna start getting to the tournament and getting better and better seats. And, like, I saw this with Siena when I lived in Albany. Sienna got a 13 one year. They beat Vanderbilt. They returned the whole team the next year. And the next year they got a 9. And they beat Ohio State. And if that team had stayed together or the program had stayed good and Fran McCaffrey hadn't left, then it would have been a 7. Then it would have been a 5. Then it would have been a 3. And then you're Wichita State. Like once you, <laughs> Like, once you get tournament success, the committee looks more favorably on you. And when we talk about UVM, in my mind, like, that's what UVM needs to win a game is a 14 to then get a 12 yeah, to win a right, game and right. two games and get there as a 10. And like now it's just got to build over a period of years to where you right. can get to be against Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we were, I, we were 16 t- once, I think that maybe twice. And then, uh, uh, then we were, we got up to a thirteen, but because we had a, we had been there, and we had a good team coming back. You know, I think it's exactly exactly what you're saying, and uh, uh, and and you know the uh, the uh, the game, the uh, uh, Loyola game was a mess. You know, yeah. that, that game was just a mess, and and I thought, and I got I got screamed down for this in my other appearances, but uh, I I just thought they there was so much pressure on them because of him because of Mosher because everybody is he going to Indiana is he going to you know Marquette is he going to DePaul whatever uh, it, it just it just works on people I, I, I think the one thing with me uh, I, I, I think it happened here with Lonegren. Uh the one thing with me is people knew I was done they, you know we just said it this is gonna be our last time so there was not never any like oh what happens here or what happens there you know with Mike and now even with John, uh, there's always this speculation because it's a game we love to play. Uh, where's he going? Where's he going from here? And in John's case, you certainly could have made the argument. Make the argument. Well, the guy really, he, he deserves one of those million-dollar jobs or not deserves it, but he should get one. And, uh, uh, but if that's what's on your mind all the time, kids see that. They understand that. Again, I, I was shouted down that I was wrong about <laughs> this. But I, I did. I, I thought they played like they were like their coach was leaving.
0: I want to ask you about UVM. Uh, Steph Smith has committed to St. John's for his final year of college basketball. And look, well, first of you tell me, take me back into the vault. How historic a program is St. John's? It's, a, it's an amazingly
1: historical program. And, and I think with, uh, uh, with its reemergence um, in the Big East, I think Anderson is doing good things there. I like the way they play. They play a little differently than most people in the league. But I mean, back in the day, with Mullen and and Walter Berry and Lou Carnesecca and going against uh, Big John and and uh, Bayheim, that that was that was a big time program. And of course, as you know, being from the suburbs, playing at the Garden was like the ultimate. It was yeah. the ultimate, you know. So, uh, and when they were good, and when they played Georgetown or Villanova in the Garden, man, those games were they were just unbelievable. So that is the kind of job. Where you say we can bring this back, we can get this back uh, to prominence, maybe not a final four, but they could go to a final four. they're they're built for that because of their league. Uh, now, if he's good enough to do it and get them players to get him there, we'll see. But I like Anderson and I like what he's done mm-hmm. there and uh, and I think Steph is uh, is a good fit. and how about we guys leaving us to go to St John's? Huh?
0: Yeah, you know what the, the thing is, and I'm not saying I don't I've just shouted down for this. I wish Steph the best. I hope he goes and plays 20 minutes there a night and and plays well. I am surprised he chose it because he said, my number one thing about my next school is I want to help my pro opportunities. St. John's doesn't get players to the NBA. The Big East isn't getting players to the NBA. So if it's about the NBA, he could have done better than St. John's. And if it's about high level overseas, he could have gotten that anywhere. Heck, he could have stayed at UVM and gotten the high level overseas. <laughs> so I'm confused as to why he chose St. John's based on what he said was important to him. Well,
1: I, I, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you on all those things. Uh, I would make the one argument, uh, that the way they play is really good for him. And, uh, he'll get a lot of open shots and he'll get a lot of running up and down the floor, you know, 94 feet on defense and, and, uh, the floor will be wide open. Uh, that, that, and and maybe uh, you know I don't know what his relationship is how how he knew um, you know Mike or or how that all worked but um, yeah it, it was a strange choice to me but I'm just this whole thing blows me away Braid, how 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 we get these guys and we train them and yeah <laughs> and then they go to the big leagues But,
0: huh. <laughs> well, you know one last thing kind of on that point you mentioned the transfer portal earlier um, I think I saw the other day there's a thousand names in the transfer portal and. You know what? I'm sure it works out for some kids, and for some kids, it's good, and for some programs, it's good. But I do think, in some way, it's hurting college basketball in that I don't know who's who anymore, for the most part, and I don't know who plays where, and I think that hurts the overall health of the sport. There's no question about that. Uh, Arkansas had ten new guys. Ten new guys.
1: I mean, what what is that? How does that work? You know, and so, uh, and and yeah, the ten guys got them to the elite eight. Uh, But yeah, I I can't tell you five guys on Arkansas and it's because of that, you know, Uh, and I think the, the, the idea that it's just going to be open door and and it's going to sting people for a while. I think eventually it'll, you know, the, the, it will correct itself as they say. Uh, But what I worry about Brady is that there's going to, you know, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of guys that get left on the, on the steps. They're just not going to, right. They're not going to, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put my name in. Well, what if there's no place for you? What if nobody wants you? Then what do you do? Then you can't go back, you know? So I'm anxious to see how this whole thing plays out, my boy, and coaches really, really are going to have to be on the top of their game, be ready to adjust the situations, and how you coach guys coming and going in a
0: revolving door. Tom Brennan, former Catamount Hoops coach, the rest of the Elite Eight tonight, top seeded Gonzaga is uh, take it on USC, UCLA, and Michigan as well. And then we will have a Final Four set, and uh, we'll have a championship game played by the time we speak to TB next week. So, TB, we appreciate you, and we will uh, talk to you again in seven days.
1: Always a pleasure, Brady Farkas. Thank you for having me. Good luck.